0: Hello, I'm Katie Piper and welcome to my podcast, Katie Piper's Extraordinary People. Each episode, I'll meet an amazing person with an incredible story who faced adversity and came through the other side to inspire others. Mother Pucker, had to say that carefully, slowly, aka Anna Whitehouse. She's joining me today in the studio and I don't really know where to start. She's a writer, she's a broadcaster, columnist, advises the government and has almost a quarter of a million followers across her social channels. She's also the founder of Flex Appeal, which is a campaign that pushes flexible working for all. So, um, funny thing is, I'm I'm sat opposite uh, Mother Pucker, which is what I know you as. Got to say it quite carefully.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Especially (laughs) the doctor's surgery when they're like, so so what do you do? I work on a blog. Oh, what's it called? Mother Pucker. Pucker.
0: (laughs) Well, I was even, like, really shocked to see your name, Anna Whitehouse, in print, and I was like, well, yeah, obviously Who she does have a name, yeah. <laughs> you could tell I live my life on Instagram, basically. Oh, that.
1: my God, I'm, I'm, I've become less lurker and more, like, active commenter now. Oh, really? Yeah, okay, yeah. I'm, I'm trying to. I was sort of lurking on the sidelines for a while, but now, yeah, I mean, I've been lurking in your profile for years, Katie. Oh, really? Yeah. really? Oh, that's interesting. Really okay. creepily,
0: with the two eyes. <laughs> you touched on explaining what you do at the doctors, and it's always something I dread on forms of a tiny box that says occupation. How do you describe what you do? Because you, you do so many different roles.
1: Yeah, well, I think uh, the Americans call it a um, multi-hyphenate Right, <laughs> I, I think the Brits call it a slashy, a little yeah. bit of this, a little bit of I that. I get
0: saying slasher, but that's doing away, <laughs> isn't
1: it? <laughs> or, or or murdering. Yeah, oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Having a word or killing people. Um, yeah, so I I am quite I own that my multi hyphenate really uh, writer, campaigner, uh, author, broadcaster, uh, and I don't mean that in a kind of um, wow you do all these things. I do little bits of all those things that make up one mm. big whole, uh, and I think that's. Um, it's kind of owning the the whole f- the it.
0: yeah and they all kind of complement one another as well don't they they're all in that similar vein
1: yeah exactly so like uh, I'm, I'm allowed to talk about uh, our campaign flex appeal which is around flexible working on the radio mm-hmm. so that amplifies that um I'm wanging on on Instagram about the, how difficult it is to um, work in a sort of childcare system that doesn't work mm-hmm. with us. Yep. Um, so, yeah, they all kind of come together. And um, there's times where I'm just on Insta stories trying on a really badly fitting Ann Summers um, corset. And uh, that's really, I don't, that, don't think that comes in the hyphenate. <laughs> <Just.
0: laughs> so when you originally joined Instagram, I joined in 2012. When did you join? Oh, I think it was
1: just before you, 2011. Right, okay. Yeah, I think 2011. What
0: was your original kind of purpose? What did you use the platform for?
1: Well, a friend of mine uh, said, oh, you should get on Instagram because it's um, it's quite a good place to sort of meet people. I was a new mum. I didn't really know anyone. All my friends hadn't had kids. And they, she said it was um, like a little bit like netmums meets Tinder with fewer uh, willy pics. <laughs> And uh, so it's I was true. sort of like, okay. And I remember my first post was, um, I'd read this, I think it was frye you know, the yeah, post, yeah, yeah, post. But it was on a Saturday. Oh, right. So, you know, you look back and you're like, I had no idea what I was doing. <laughs> but I did meet some great people. It saved me having to sort of go into the playground and sort of sidle up to mums going, hey. Yeah. Um,
0: yeah.
1: So, yeah, that was my original purpose was, I suppose, connection. Mm-hmm.
0: and it grew and grew I mean you're one of the most you know when I became a mum I discovered you and you are one of the sort of most well-known bloggers on Instagram for mums and you know I recognize the name mother pucker everywhere I go everyone knows who you are there isn't a mum that doesn't know who you are basically I mean with <laughs> hopefully that, the government the government knows that's well, yeah. who we're getting to but with that is it huge responsibility in that you are accessible in a way that we wouldn't have been a long time ago. I think you've kind of touched on it in the past. We're in this world of instant
1: connection and it can feel quite disconnected at times. I think that's the bit I struggle with the most is um, where I where Pucker took off was when I quit my job, mm-hmm. and I'd been putting up really dodgy posts. Well, not Willy picks or anything, but um, <laughs> I'd been putting up really dodgy posts about you know flat lays and avocado toast, and I didn't really know what my yeah. purpose was there until um, I couldn't make my job work what as was a mother. Your job? Um, so I was a senior copywriter at the L'Oreal Group, and mm-hmm. they're great. I didn't leave because it wasn't worth it. Uh, they're great, <laughs> <laughs> and I still work for them. You know, right. it certainly wasn't a case of like you're a terrible employer, but they my flexible working request was uh denied because of a fear it would open the floodgates to everyone else mm-hmm. and i saw how was, many children
0: did you have at this I'd
1: point one that? and was trying to get pregnant with a second and i'd had a few miscarriages around that and i just thought i need a little bit of flexibility so i'm not running like the gauntlet every day mm. to try and pick up my daughter and i felt the stress of it all just wasn't working
0: and it's a contradiction because when you're trying to get pregnant you're told not to get stressed and then you're like <laughs> yeah oh, really stressed yeah absolutely the very Every act of it is is so stressful. I don't mean the sex, but... Well, that (laughs) is stressful sometimes. You know,
1: whatever works. Uh, And I remember being... I remember the point where I quit was when um, I was sat on one of those tiny primary coloured chairs at nursery and told off for being 12 minutes late. I think I would have cried i I that was the point where i broke I broke down. I was charged a pound a minute as well after yeah. six. And I was like, It's not me. I'd said sorry twenty times on that journey. And mm. I was like, It's not me. I'm not sorry. The system's broken. And that was when I went from avocado toast to i quit today Mm -hmm. uh i don't think the working world is set up for anyone with caring responsibilities anyone living with disabilities Mm -hmm. anyone living with anxiety Mm -hmm. actually you know what anyone who just wants to live and that's when i posted anger and Mm. frustration i had like 63 followers (laughs) including they're still very brave but it was i think it was i want to just say the things that are going on uh and I think my auntie Janet unfollowed me at that point. Ooh, <laughs> I much preferred the avocado toast. Um, so to answer your question, that's that's where it started. That's in terms of and I anything that comes from Mother Pucker, or I'm sure you have the same online, any negativity, any uh, frustration, if I feel there's anything bad coming from it, I go back to that post. Mm. That was where I started. That was the anger and frustration that that allows everything else to just fall away because that needs... For me, I want that to be fixed for my daughters. I don't mm-hmm. want them to have this big oak door slammed in their face when they come to have a child. I want to make sure that I've maybe opened that, even if just a little bit of light's coming in.
0: <laughs> so you became really passionate um and you became very honest because it's not easy for anyone, but particularly women, to talk about the reality of these kind of situations. Were you faced with people saying, me too, and supporting you, or were you challenged? What was the response yeah, I think while you and I have done uh, have very different points,
1: I'm sure it was the same as when you started standing up and saying, hey, I'm here. Yeah. L- you know, and it's not uh, necessarily going, uh, you know, you all have to listen to me and do it my way. Mm-hmm. It's like you can, I've tried to become uh, almost, <laughs> a translucent sounds really creepy, but mm-hmm. so that people could put themselves in my what I was saying. Mm-hmm. That was it. I wasn't speaking just from my experience. This was for as many people as I possibly could and it had to be inclusive and so any criticism I've had and I have had criticism you know that I am a privileged middle class white woman but that's um, not
0: relevant to what you're trying to do that doesn't matter does it? but it is if I'm
1: not opening the conversation up to shift workers if I'm not opening the conversation up to those working zero hours That, mm-hmm. and actually that was where it's, it's not criticism it's learning and that took a while for me to work out because yeah. you feel a bit like oh god don't throw it throw things at me but actually I've had some of my best insights and changes to Flex Appeal from my biggest critics Mm -hmm. and they've now become friends that's interesting
0: so you've taken this campaign to the government you work alongside the government now is that right?
1: Yes. Uh, I mean, they, they probably would think differently. I've been described like a thorn in the side uh, of That's the government. That's a good thing, though. Which is a yeah. good thing. And we work closely with them, but I'm putting a post up today where their latest consultation around flexible working, I'm criticising it, saying it doesn't go far enough, but it's a step in the right direction. So mm-hmm. um, we work yeah, yeah, I wouldn't say alongside, but um, we're going in the same direction uh, whilst challenging each other, uh, right. which, yeah, is good.
0: And that's how you get anything done and, and get any change made is actually by being a thorn in somebody's side. You know, Have you, have you been a th- who's Whose side have you been a thorn in? <laughs> yeah, I suppose quite a few people in terms of NHS, medical people, uh, lobbying, campaigning for change in treatment. Um, and, you know, it's a bit of an overused word now, but beauty standards and perception and what we get used to regularly seeing and the judgments that we make and the opinions we have. And I mean, I in, in that sector, I have seen a change. I mean, in the last five years, have you seen a change, do you think, in, in the areas that you're campaigning? I think uh, the great
1: and I'm sure you again, we both kind of came into this world at a point where we had a point to make and mm. we didn't feel that we were being heard or represented. And uh I think that's the great thing, regardless of all the weird willy picks that are slipping into the DMs. Um <laughs>
0: Do you get I don't get any? Do, Do you not? not? No. I had one only this morning. I just get people asking me for money and that's <laughs> it. <laughs>
1: I don't know what I prefer. I, what you don't want is someone asking you for money while slipping the dick pic. Well, yeah, that's, that's <laughs> like, dangerous territory. Okay, it's bad territory. That's illegal. <laughs> um, but I think the change has been, whilst we're lobbying for governmental change, whilst mm. we're lobbying for employers to offer flexible working by default instead of us like arguing it from an employee perspective, uh, the change has been in the confidence of the women and men that we speak to. The so confidence to ask for what's theirs. ask for flexible work. Yeah. To feel like, oh no, I'm, I'm not. I sh- we shouldn't have this owner and pet mentality, you mm-hmm. know, where simply an, empl- you know, the David and Goliath uh, sort of set up where you've got an employer just going, sit, sit at your seat and um, keep it warm for, you know, as long as you possibly can. I mean, yeah. that's not good for business. And I don't know about you before you sort of got into this world, but um, if you've ever been in an office where you know you have to be in at nine a.m. Mm-hmm. And I never forget, like the difference between somebody comes in at like eight fifty nine a.m. Mm-hmm. Good employee, well yeah. done. Yeah. Somebody comes in at nine oh one a.m. Bad employee. Mm-hmm. You know, and you start, you know, looking at codes of conduct and, yeah. and emails, uh, passive aggressive or just aggressive emails from employers, and mm-hmm. you're like, nobody's looked at the human reasons before that leaves on the line. Child screaming at nursery saying, "Mummy, don't go." Mm-hmm. Uh, nobody's looked at the anxiety of somebody not feeling they can get on the tube or somebody who's 97 year old grandmother is ill and they had to go via there to the office.
0: No one looks at anything other than, okay, 8 59 a.m. good, 9 01 a.m. bad. It's like dehumanizing somebody, isn't it? Like they don't have a life outside work or they're not entitled to a life outside work.
1: It's exact that's
0: it's dehumanizing and
1: infantilizing. We're not children. Mm. Trust Katie. Yeah.
0: Get, get, yeah. get on with her
1: job and she will let you know uh, if there's any issues around that. But why I remember, um, emailing my boss going into deep gynecological detail about why I had to leave to go to an appointment that's crazy you know isn't you're isn't like it? yeah th- you know I mean I think I think I might have the- <laughs> yeah and you're trying to justify you're trying to justify, him him justify. why to. yeah why? that's a bit like
0: an abusive relationship it is, you shouldn't yeah. really be it's weird because I think until you have something life changing like giving birth maybe being affected by some kind of disease or sickness you don't really question am I living to work am I working to live what's the point of it all you know and actually making somebody else better off at the sacrifice of your own family your own mental health and it's funny I mean I'd be interested to know actually what you think about the saying of women can have it all because I, mean, I don't like the saying because no, I don't think it's true. And if you pretend you have it all, it's everyone else is kept happy. And then it's always you sort of drowning behind the scenes because you can't have it all. It's it's so difficult. But you can have something. Mm.
1: And that, I think, is uh, where we need to change the narrative. Is, mm-hmm. no, don't want it all Uh put that aside, but I do want something. Yeah. And just because I've had children doesn't mean that something, whether it's a career, whether it is staying at home with your children, mm-hmm. whatever your choice is, and I think choice is the key word, mm-hmm. what is your choice? I'm not trying to shame people into going back to work after they've had kids. Not yeah. at all. The, whatever your choice is, but at the moment, my choice was to continue working and I couldn't make that work because of the current system. Yeah. So I think, yes, uh, we don't, I don't want it all. Absolutely not. <laughs> leave, leave that to someone else. Yeah. We're set, it sets you up for a fall, I think.
0: You may have heard of the podcast Juicy Scope I never ever take for granted that actually usually if there is something like sports day because I'm freelance I work for myself I can book sports day off and I can attend it not always because sometimes there are things that you can't cancel or rearrange so sometimes I think god I'm so fortunate to be freelance it's so much easier I've got two children but actually sometimes it's even harder because you have to work really hard to get rebooked to keep those clients happy sometimes you have to go above and beyond you have to do a lot more socialising with people to keep your network. And it's not pretty, You can't be Predict it often. Yeah, like, absolutely. You know,
1: sometimes, you know, the early, I'm sure you get this a lot less, but sometimes you get called up the night before because mm-hmm. somebody's pulled out and yeah. you, you know, you need,
0: and it's a good slot and you need to fill it. Slot. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, for me, I'm, I'm 35, two kids. I'm a bit of a bore now. And after jobs, everyone wants to go for wine. Realistically, I can't think of anything worse. I need to get <laughs> home with no bra on, you know, watching telly and eating food. What are you watching at the moment? Well, I was... Um, oh, God, it's so trashy. I'm actually loving Gemma Collins' reality show because I like... The GC? Yeah. I like really mindless telly. Did but you I don't see not think about about thrush? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm loving the thrush. Fr- <laughs> she scratched her crutch and she... made someone smell her thrush. Yes, um, <laughs> It's a bit. What was the word? Not cl-
1: not claggy. What the word? Claggy is awful. Sorry, I can't remember what she said. Oh, it's but, starchy.
0: That was, was that it. Like, the was yeast, it. Yeah. yeasty. <laughs> oh, it's a bit yeasty, isn't it? I was like, Oh God, juicy. But I know it's not highbrow telly. But my daytime job is sometimes going to visit people in intensive care, trying to discuss grants to give to patients at the charity. You know who's more deserving, whose injuries are more life changing, and it can be really heavy days. And you know, my reading list is often quite heavy books because people will give me books who I've worked with, who've gone through life-changing trauma. And I just don't want to continue that when I'm at home. You know, yeah. I just want to sit there and and not think and laugh and snort and, you know, chat to my husband and not bring all that sad stuff home to my home, you know? Yeah, no, I, and I think that's it. you need that, um, that place,
1: that uh-huh. breathing space. Because uh, I think if you don't, especially in an online world where you can go home and then immediately connect back in with the social world, which is your job as well. Yeah, yeah. You so can't get you away You can't from switch it. off. No. Yeah, it's hard, yeah.
0: No. Um, you've been really open about lots of things uh, which have helped so many people. And, and you touched earlier at the start of the recording about um, having miscarriages. And when I was researching you, I mean, I have been stalking you for years as well. So oh, I've I have been didn't... mutually <laughs> lurking. <laughs> yeah, I didn't really need to do much research. But I know... Whilst you are open about some things, your miscarriages weren't something you were able to talk about immediately, which is completely understandable. You know, how did you get to a place where you were able to share some of it to help people in a in a positive way? I think uh, I think it came down to where the two worlds kind of collided
1: where um and it's something um I'm trying to think who was it off the one show? Uh, Alex Jones. Oh yeah. Alex Jones spoke about it uh, recently where she was miscarrying on a job mm-hmm. at work. and uh, Which is quite common for Which women. is really common. Yeah. And that was the point where I just thought, actually, I'm talking about the human nature of business. Like, how are we humans mm. in this hulking, great kind of, I don't know this coking great machine we're just little cogs but actually we need to remove ourselves from that and humanise it and um, so it's what Alex Jones said really was uh, I, I was the same I was miscarrying at my desk um, I was sort of 11 weeks and I didn't want to tell my employer for fear that they'd think I was trying yeah Cause then and then, be they, at the door, then yeah. I'd be at the door and all this kind of cycle of neuroses of my career being stunted came flooding in. And I sat there just bleeding at my desk thinking, this is the only option. Um, and that was when I thought, actually, no, man would go through this Mm -hmm. so that's when i thought this is relevant to the conversation Mm. this is relevant to flexible working this is relevant to maternity discrimination because it's not always about once you've had the child it's also trying to get there Mm -hmm. um and i think the other side of it was we try and bring i've tried to bring lightness sometimes in the dark and it was um an awful I would say comedy of terrors almost uh, where I uh, was losing um, a baby when I was with my three-year-old at nursery and I was sort of at this... Nursery with all the noises, and the and I was yeah. there, and she was in the toilet with me. And it was just this absolutely nightmarish setup. And I didn't really know what to do, and I was crying. And um, my three year old said, Mama, why are you crying the black tears? You know, oh, got, your like, mascara. Mascara's like running <laughs> it down your face. That day. I was sort of like, Oh, uh, and I thought, I've got to be honest. Like, yeah. I want to speak to her. She knew I was pregnant. Mm-hmm. So I said, you How know, many months were you then? Uh, So I was uh, 18 weeks. Right. Okay. So it It was uh, a very difficult time, Mm -hmm. and uh, I said, "Mummy's, Mummy's, Mummy's. Sometimes, for no fault of uh, a mummy, uh, a baby sometimes doesn't stay in." And Mm. she said, "Okay, uh, can can the doctor put another one in?" And I said, And they start questioning, and I said, "Um." I'd have to talk to Papa about that. I don't think he'd be very happy with that. Yeah. Um, and then she kept going and she said, can the next one, uh, can the next one be black? Oh and my I said, This is oh random. God, I don't really yeah. know where I'm going here. Like my yeah. friend Zion, I really like Zion. And, and the questioning kept going to the point where it was such innocent questioning yeah. and so uh, bonkers yeah. that I couldn't help but see a bit of lightness in that, in the honesty uh-huh. of that exchange. And uh, I thought she'd forgotten about it until almost two weeks ago uh, when I was picking something up and she said, was that what happened when the baby fell out of your tummy? Because she knows like when so you... So that stayed in and her I mind. Thought, oh God, yeah. they're little adults trapped in small bodies. Yeah. And I think, uh, you know, it, 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 it's not right for everyone, but um, it felt right in having that communication, opening it up and also linking it to work and Mm -hmm. that we shouldn't be Alex Jones going to work whilst miscarrying. We shouldn't Mm -hmm. be Anna Whitehouse sitting at her desk Mm. miscarrying for fear it will affect her career in
0: saying something. Um and it's great with your daughter because you're installing from an early age that as women we shouldn't dress things up and brush them under the carpet for other people's benefit to kind of appease them. You know, you're you're telling her the facts of what's happening. You know, I had the same in my house, my daughter will talk to me about my appearance and she'll ask me how it happened and I will let her lead the conversation and I will say, Well I was burnt when I was younger and then I leave it at that. And then as she says, how are you burnt? I always say, well, I was attacked. And some people do do evil things in the world. But there's not many people like that. You know, and how does she
1: te- how does she take it?
0: She's like your daughter. She carries on asking, yeah. you know, and so, and in the end, it is a comedy fest because she's like, she's like, what? what's all those lumps and wrinkles around your eyes? <laughs> I like well, there is. Mummy, a- why are you so fat? As yeah. well, just at the end of it, you Literally, know, you are through so it, and funny. you're like, oh god. And I'm like, well, it's scars, it's skin grafts, it's a bit of aging. She's like, oh, it looks awful. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, well, they, no, it doesn't. It's your opinion. No, no, it does. It looks really bad. <laughs> and, and, in, and in the end, it is quite funny, but it's an open. honest conversation because... You know, I don't want her to find the truth out when she's nine from somebody else who doesn't know the facts, you know. And I don't want her to feel like she was patronised or kept in the dark. Um, And it's real life, you know. But like you said, it's not for everybody. And it's your
1: your story, you're her mother. Mm. It is not... I think life is not something to, like you say, sweep under the carpet. When you go to work, I think this is the thing we talk about a lot. When Katie Piper goes to work, you bring your whole self to work. Mm -hmm. There isn't one side of who you are that mm. I don't feel in everything I've seen you do that doesn't come across as you, the whole you. There's no hiding from anything. If anything uh, you've given a space, like I said earlier I don't know whether the transparent um, example is the right thing but you've given a place for other people to put themselves and I can imagine that when you were asking earlier, the weight of that mm. can become quite a lot which is why you need yeah. Gemma Collins yeah, and, exactly. a, and a thrushy funny. Yeah, flanny.
0: yeah. <laughs> 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 it's
1: so true. No, it but is true. It is yeah. the light and the dark. And I yeah. think um, if, if you can stand up and speak, mm. it gives other people confidence, I think, to do the same and have those conversations with their mm. children as well.
0: Yeah. No, I, I think there's such an old-fashioned culture of dumbing yourself down for people or dumbing situations. Down. I mean, it's like a British saying of, you know, oh, I'm fine when when everything's absolutely catastrophic. You know, it's it's a weird... But I suppose everything you're doing is about saying actually the reality of it you know I remember I was quite naive when I had my first child and I was freelance when I had my first child and you know my sister has a one child and two stepchildren and she's employed and you know we looked at nurseries and it's like it's not even worth going back to work for some people No you pay to go back to work Yeah, and it's and then the guilt of you know when I go to work I always feel guilty and then in the past I would financially justify it to myself oh well I'm earning good money so even though I'm missing this it's okay and then if I was doing stuff for charity and voluntary I was like oh well I'm not earning money so it's okay but this is fulfilment and I want them the girls to do this when they grow up and in the end it's like I don't have to justify any of it. It doesn't matter if I'm getting paid a pound or thousands of pounds. I'm going to work because that's what I've chosen to do. Yeah. You know, and it was like, I'm never present anywhere. I'm never present at home. I'm never present at work because I'm in this weird cycle. Um, and when I saw about your campaign and what you were doing, I was like, brilliant, because it's bloody brave to stand there and say all this stuff that before you, no one's really said it. You're the first person.
1: Well, it's exactly what you just said, is that our work and lives should ebb and flow. Mm. I don't feel like, you know, and and I'm not saying don't work nine to five. A lot of people have criticised me saying, but I blimmin love nine to five. I want the structure. Great, that's your choice. But it might not work like it didn't for me. I needed to come in 15 minutes earlier and leave 15 minutes earlier. And that was a no. Mm. And that would have, changed my life it would have changed my working life it would have changed my child's life and that's not much so I think it's um, and it's trying to get away from this being a female issue mm-hmm. I think that's the, the thing that women should have it all the mm.
0: women are the ones that need flexibility no we need flexibility well, Yeah, there's People men missing out on their children's you know there's vital years there's baby years and they're missing out on all these great moments and they
1: want to parent like mm. my husband you know wipes as much baby arse as I do you <laughs> oh, know like, that's good he does that's just to yeah. get it on get it on yeah. that file there yeah. Um, yeah he does and I heard the other day from a guy who said um I asked to go and pick up my daughter from nursery uh, a couple of days a week. And my boss's response was, well, can't your missus do that? Oh, that infuriates me And so he much. was like, well, when, you know, her boss pays, uh, well, when you pay me as much as her boss pays her, then we can talk. That's brave of him, though. Yeah, He's I not mean, it's nothing to do with ego. money. It yeah. shouldn't be about money. But ultimately, it was interesting, you know, the these are this archaic layer at the top that's stopping... Stopping people from working in a way that mm-hmm. isn't just good for humans but is good for business. That's the bit. The UK economy would be like 156 million pounds richer if all businesses came on board with flexible working Mm. i'm not campaigning for people Mm. i'm campaigning for businesses yeah and that's the bit that often gets missed they're like oh what's this mummy doing shouting on the streets going to government it's so much more than that it's no it's for you i want you to earn more money and i want you to have a more productive workforce that's why i'm doing it and Mm. that's um what we're trying to do and i think coming back to our daughters uh I often go into Parliament. I'm often lobbying outside Parliament. I'm in big meetings with lots of grey suits. Mm. And I bring my daughter along often. Oh, even that's if, uh, Even if they haven't said it's okay. Yeah. She's part of me. She wants to know what's going on with the world. And How old is she now? She's six. Um, uh, and does she behave then? Yeah, she yeah. loves it. And she loves asking questions <clears throat> afterwards. But I go in in like a you know floral monkey jumpsuit.
0: Yeah, love Whereas that. Whereas
1: <laughs> five years ago when I started out, I felt... I should, I should sort of suit up. Just I should, corporate, yeah. I should fit in. Mm-hmm. And actually, again, with what you've done, that I think has inspired so many is, no, this is me. I am going to turn up as mm-hmm. me. I go to Parliament. I am wearing the jumpsuit. Mm. This is who I am. And at that point, my daughter, when I was interviewing Helen Waitley, the MP who's brought the flexible working bill to Parliament on on our behalf, uh, my daughter was like, There's, "Why are there so many boys here?" And I was like, "You see it from a six year old's perspective. Mm-hmm. There are lots of boys." And Helen Whateley and I were there sitting in the foyer in our kind of floral regalia (laughs) to her roses amongst many thorns. Um, But it's, it's, yeah, I love seeing the world, as I'm sure you do, through a six-year-old's eyes because Mm. they ask questions that we've become used to not
0: questioning. Perhaps the questions we should be asking very loudly and and often. For people that are listening to this um, and you know sometimes you listen to a podcast and you feel like the person's basically talking about you it it speaks to you this is you and they're feeling empowered by your words but they might possibly take the headphones out when it finishes and not act upon it you know you can you can want to make that break you can want to make that next step but it's hard you know what should those people do how can they how can they break free from those chains I think the two things are um, the first one this is not a
1: um, mummy wants to see her more of her Weetabix smattered child issue. Mm, yeah. <laughs> no think. one wants more of that. So no I one wants. <laughs> I don't want to be scraping that Weetabix off table anymore. I was doing that this morning but yeah. <laughs> empower your partners your husbands the, your brothers uh, the men in your life challenge your dad if um, he's at the top of a company that's pushing against flexible working empower yourself with information and change people's mindsets around you because it mm. starts there don't think it's down to one person to change the working world Mm -hmm. it's down to all of us Uh, if you see a woman coming back from maternity leave uh, buddy her up with somebody else who's returned from maternity leave Mm -hmm. support each other if you're doing a maternity cover and and the boss there says oh yeah well you know would you like to stay question the dreaded question if um if in that moment that woman who you've been covering for is being pushed out of the workforce You know, we say women's women supporting women over and over again. It it means nothing on a T-shirt. It means something in that moment. Yeah. Um, and men supporting men. Uh, I think my uh, men's flexible working requests are twice as likely to be refused than women's. Yeah. Don't be the guy that says, "Can't your missus do that?" Mm-hmm. Be the guy that says, "Yes," like. Stop saying the words "man up." Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> just it's man, man, woman, parent. Yeah. I think using person. the word "parent" person, yeah, uh, instead of woman man. It's mm-hmm. like humans in the workforce, uh, and I think it's about businesses um, seeing that this is about putting humans above business, but for business benefit. Mm. Stop seeing me as a thorn in your side, and start seeing me as I was going to say fertilizer. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to be seen as fertilizer. I like that analogy, but yeah, I'm not the thorn. I'm the fertilizer. Yeah. Uh, help, help me help your business grow. That's it's, it. It's
0: weird because for me, I mean, I guess it's different regional to London. But for me, the people I employ, so through my charity, it, it makes sense for us not to have an office because that's a massive overhead. It makes sense for us to have people um, going to uh, members' clubs, meeting rooms, working from home, laptops, devices. Uh, we use a lot of video conference calling. We've all got kids. We all live in different areas Uh, lots of people volunteer and they're trustees and they might be up north and don't want to come down south so we have always worked like that actually because it's better for business uh, less expenditure and we we communicate more regularly It's, it's much more you know when we're having creative meetings it's more inspiring and we're just all different people doing different things particularly the people that are volunteers they've got a whole separate career so we've got to be sensitive to their time so for me to pay a monthly fee for an office and make people traipse in on public transport every single day and be there is like suicide for the entire organization. Yeah, it doesn't work. Uh, yeah. It
1: really doesn't work. And uh, I think, you know, with, with they say the talk about the rat race. Yeah. Why do we want to be rats in that race? You can still run the race, you yeah. know. You just just don't be the rat. Yeah. <laughs> no
0: I'd... one wants to be the rat. <laughs> That's, That's a, a good strap line. No <laughs> one wants to be the rat. Don't be the rat. <laughs> so, if we do want to support your campaign, yeah. I mean, we can go onto your Instagram and repost you. You can repost. Uh, you can sign the Equality and Human Rights Commission's Working
1: Forward Pledge, which we've aligned with. Um, so, you can put it's a charter to prevent maternity discrimination in the workforce, to promote flexible working for men and women, mm-hmm. and to encourage uh, an inclusive and diverse workforce that's the focus of it okay. loads of big companies have signed up like Shell uh, BTBP Brilliant. Ford so this isn't a small like a few small yeah. businesses have signed up it's big news but mm-hmm. um, that will then make send a very big message to the rest of your company that you're committed mm-hmm. to change. Uh, follow us. We are campaigning with Helen Waitley, the MP. Right. So uh, any support you can give us around getting our 10-minute flexible working bill in through Parliament, that would be huge mm-hmm. for us. Um, and then in the interim, like I said, just keep the conversation going be that let's, person let's yeah. talk about flex baby <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> when, you're, when you're on the PAYE Yeah. let's talk about all the good things and the bad things of productivity oh,
0: you've been amazing thank Thanks, you so Katie. much for coming on you're crazy busy you're going straight to your gig on a radio show aren't yeah you? on heart yeah. No. We'll, we'll listen I've got to listen to you in the car <laughs> um, in. But thank you so much for all your chat about uh, flexing uh, grubby fannies and fertiliser <laughs> it's been great <laughs> it's been emotional <laughs> Thanks for listening to Katie Piper's Extraordinary People. If you haven't already, please subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. If you enjoyed this, please help us spread the word. Rate and review the show where you got this, or share on socials. I've been given some great advice in my life, so I wanted to share that with you in my new book, Things I would Tell My Child. My book follows my journey into motherhood, but it also shares stories from my own mum and the experiences that she's had, the highs and the lows. This book was quite difficult for me to write in many ways, and my mum's comments were particularly emotional for me to read, but above all, I hope that you enjoy reading this very special book, Katie Piper, Things I Tell My Child. Life can be a bit of a handful. But what do you do? Let go or grab on to everything it has to offer. Ask
1: yourself, do you back down when things get tough? Or confront them, breasts on?
0: Do you give up or give it hell? Do you ignore your amazing boobs or fearlessly check them regularly? We thought so. This is Grab Life by the Boobs.
1: So grab regularly and check out any changes. It could save your life. Search Copperfield, grab life.